Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Bottom Line. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Austin Sports Talk Leader. AM 1300 The Zone. Let's go. Dawn of a new day in the greatest city in America. Greatest college town in America. Austin, Texas, baby. Love our college students and they never leave. Why would they? They shouldn't. We got a whole nother batch of 20,000 getting ready to walk out the, the doors of their collective colleges here in town and go look for an apartment or house or something and just stay. <laughs> and then you just replace those with another batch. Oh, yeah. And one of them just happens to be someone we talked about yesterday, Jawan Mitchell. How about that? Hey! I mean... You know, we're we're pretty hey, on top of things here. Man. We're pretty on top of things here. You can follow that at Horns 24-7. Well, and the Two More Sense podcast. And our Two More Sense podcast. At am1300thezone.com. Get over to our, our you know, sweet little show page. Only took them a year and a half to, to <laughs> spruce that up. And then hey, go now. to the podcast page and check out Two More Sense, our Between Shows podcast yesterday was about Juwan Mitchell, who is now committed boom, to the University of Texas. In a much-needed position of linebacker. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Much needed. Much needed position. So, Tom Herman. Yeah. Working. 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 He'll be a member of the 2019 recruiting class and will come in in June and be eligible immediately. So let me ask you this: If it's part, if he's part of the 2019 recruiting class, do they get another bump in that? As far as moving up in the rankings, because isn't he one of those elite linebackers recruiting wise? Yes, but I don't think I think there was more room to make up. Okay, between three and two. Got you. But. Uh, Still an excellent recruiting class for 2019 for Texas. Juwan Mitchell, six foot one, 235 pounds, in, inside linebacker, loves contact, comes downhill. Yeah, he, you know, that picture of him on his recruiting trip, you know how they always take those pictures. He looked a little thick, man, around them arms. He looked like he coming in to do some work. Come on, man. Yeah. So big news for the Longhorns getting that commitment yesterday. That has been a top priority of the Longhorns really since DeGabriel Floyd was diagnosed with spinal stenosis Mm. and ruled out for the 2019 season. DeGabriel Floyd, a top 100 player from Westlake Village, California, ranked number 67 nationally in the class of 2019, uh, seen as a an impact guy, but again, ruled out for the 2019 season. So Texas had to scramble to find an answer. Yep. And Juwan Mitchell, we'll see. I mean, who knows? He's going to be competing with Delia Dayaway, 
We'll see what they want to do with Caleb Johnson. They had moved Caleb from the rover position over to middle during the spring, partly out of necessity. Yeah. But a lot of questions for Todd Orlando in terms of how he wants to deploy this defense. He went away from the lightning dime last year, and maybe they go back to the lightning dime this year because they're they're deeper. It's safety. Right. Guys like Chris Brown, B.J. Foster, in addition to Brandon Jones, Caden Stearns. We haven't even talked about Tyler Owens, who gets to campus After next running that 10-3. month. Yeah. Right? Yep. Ran a 10-3-8 at the, at the state track meet. That normally wins. <laughs> right. That, that's state champion um, speed. Yeah. And then I look up, and there's that guy, Matthew Boiling. There's Dirty White Lightning. <laughs> dirty. Dirty Just White Lightning. Getting after people. So my crew, we talk about him every day. Like, there's something that's going to have to come up about that kid, right? Matthew Bowling? Yeah, because this is happening way too easy. My man Well, I found out why he's going to Georgia. What happened? So he has a twin brother. Okay. Who is not an athlete, if you can believe that. Who's going to Georgia Tech. Smart kid. Okay. So they want to be closer. They want to be closer together. That's dumb. Athens and Atlanta aren't exactly right down the road. When you could be right here in the ATX, See? floating. Be right, here. be right here. Floating down there. You've already put all the records out there. Because we were giving our, our man, uh, Edric Florial, the head track coach at Texas, a hard time. But yeah. he recruited the bleep out of that guy. Okay. I, I did see him on campus with – saw some pictures. He was at a football game. He had the Texas stuff on, but they couldn't close the deal. They were trying. But it turns out his twin brother held the keys to the recruitment. All right. So there you go. All right. Lucky. So, you know. Georgia. Because I'm like, all my boys are like, Georgia is popped. They don't have nothing in track. But he's going there. Well, he's got it now. He's he's got the juice now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll watch his career. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We're just waiting for something to say. Illegal. Uh, See? (laughs) Illegal. It's not because it's not because we don't trust anything in track. I watched a guy yesterday. I was watching the SEC championships yesterday in track, and a dude ran a nine nine nine, and he was from Florida. So I'm like, okay, he he's Matthew Boylan can already beat this kid. Remember we talked about this, Robert Griffin the third. He left early from Cove and ran track for Baylor and won. Won. Yeah, he won. So I was thinking, okay, why is this kid not leaving? But he's not a he's not a football player, so he didn't have to leave early. But Tyler Owens is still in high school too and running and looking good. So it's all good. Come on, man. It's all good. All right, so we'll certainly be talking about Juwan Mitchell today. Yeah. But tonight, the NBA draft lottery, and this is arguably the most Compelling draft since the 03 draft with LeBron James right. in it because of Zion Williamson and John Morant and RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. I mean, there's potentially five stars at the top of this draft who could transform teams, transform directions of franchises. And they've changed the draft format right. to lessen the uh, desire of teams to tank. Right. Because in the past, you could tank for for Zion, and you'd be rewarded. 
with a 25% chance to land the number one pick in the draft. This year, it's only a 14% chance, and the three teams with the worst record all go in with the same odds. Right. And then the fourth team, so the three teams, the Knicks, the the Cavaliers, and the Suns are all going to go into this thing with a 14% chance of landing the number one pick. And then the Bulls come in at 12.5%. Then the Hawks at 10.5%. The Wizards at 9%. The Pelicans at 6%. And the Mavericks are also at 6%. Right. And the Mavericks have had horrible luck in the lottery. So maybe they get... Can you imagine if they pulled this thing off? Nope. The Lakers are also... They have a a 2%, 2 chance, chance of landing Zion. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the Lakers... Landing Zion Williamson? Zion might be like Eli Manning talk about, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Y'all are too messed up. I don't want to go over there. But he'll get to play with LeBron, so that might change LeBron's thoughts. But 2% chance? Me and you got a better chance of being getting picked in the lottery. Come on, man. Than having them getting it. So this draft, and not every year do we talk like this. Right. Where this draft – is going to impact one of the biggest summers of free agency in NBA history. Right. Where you got huge names that could potentially be on the move, headlined by Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And if, and Kyrie Irving, and if the Knicks were to get Zion Williamson, can you imagine? Ooh. Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, and Kyrie Irving all playing together? Do you think that's all possible? Huh? Do you think that's all possible? Yes, it's possible. I'd say it's probable. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to find out. I mean, you're right. I'm I'm waiting for this thing to happen tonight to see because people go crazy over this. You remember when Dan Gilbert's son would go up there and he got it twice? He got Kyrie Irving. And he got LeBron James. You couldn't get two better players. And then they didn't get any players after that. So, what if the Knicks get it? I know. What if the Knicks get it? James Dolan. Ugh. I mean, talk about an owner playing the dizzy bat game. All right, we'll come back. It's a Numbchucks of Truth Tuesday. Phones are open. 390-LIVE. 390-5483. Juwan Mitchell, the inside linebacker. The number one uh, JUCO inside linebacker in the country. Oh, yeah. Commits to Texas. Take your phone calls about that. And uh, and the NBA draft lottery. The lottery. Big night tonight. Bottom line, bottom line. Uh, yes, no chucks of truth Tuesday. Harbaugh Harge, Chip Brown, Salty Sweeney hanging with you. Phones are open 390 live, 390 We got. Uh, all kinds of stuff we're talking about. Juwan Mitchell, the commitment uh, for Texas at inside linebacker. The NBA draft lottery. The PGA championship. Oh, yeah. Harge, I'm going to give you some reasons why Tiger Woods can win. I mean, okay. Your man. Your crush. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Call him what you like. And Kevin Durant. We talked Texas at 615 and 715. Kevin Durant, no no bigger uh, former Texas basketball player than Kevin Durant. He will miss tonight's game against the Trailblazers. 
and it sounds like he's going to miss the first four games of this series because they're playing every other day. Yep. It's going to be rough. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Right. And this, man, Portland, C.J. McCollum. No. Huh? No. You feeling this? I'm telling you right now. It feeling does the upset? not matter. The thing that has happened is, like I've been saying, we have seen the resurrection of Steph Curry. All he right. now has the opportunity to have the ball in his hand all the time and make plays. We Man. talked about his ball handling ability, his ability to find a rhythm. He took – he sat back. He sat back. What superstar do you know does that, Chip? Well, Jordan used to see if he could get his teammates involved before he took over. Yeah, but Jordan had Pippen. He didn't have Durant. <laughs> Pippen is a Hall of Famer and, and well, top 50 player. Steph doesn't have Durant. But he's got – Not for the next four Clay games. Clay Thompson. Right. But 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 – for the season, for the season, he had Durant. Yeah, and Durant. I mean, what was the number? Thirty and four when Steph plays and Durant done. Twenty six and one. I mean, what's up? Yeah, he'll be all right. All He'll right. be all right. All right. But I am excited about this series, and we might actually get to see a lot of this game because it actually has a decent starting time for us. Now, how about this? Durant told C.J. McCollum in July. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That Portland would not win a championship? Yeah, they were sitting with each other and going, like, CJ was interviewing Durant, and D- and Durant was like, come on, man. You really think you can beat us? Like, you really think you can beat us? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, come on, bro, seriously. Y'all are good. Y'all are good. But y'all aren't beating us. It was actually a pretty good exchange. So, did we have it? I don't think um – it's safe. Not oh, safe yeah. for work. I can got to clean it look up a little into bit. it a little bit more. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's from a podcast yeah. over the summer. Yeah, check into that because it was actually pretty pretty good. Now CJ McCollum's got to use that as motivation. Yeah, it was on CJ McCollum's pull up podcast. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It was pretty good back and forth and and Durant. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being who he is and now, you know me. I'm KD. That's where it was starting. Y'all know who I am. Yeah. I'm Kevin Durant. And McCollum was upset that DeMarcus Cousins had taken less money to go play for the Warriors instead of going to Portland. Right. And Durant dismissed McCollum's frustrations uh, because he said the Blazers star should not be concerned about contending for a championship. Yep. He said, I mean, you know, guys – you guys aren't going to win a championship. Let's be honest. I like y'all. You're hard to stop, but I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't be upset about this. So now C.J. McCollum gets to put his stamp right on that Without statement. Durant, though. Without Durant. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that's he can't without control Durant. that. Yeah, without Durant. You know, sorry. 
I like it though. I like I like the banter and and the fact that now they get to play each other to see who gets to go for the championship. Well, and I don't know that we've digested how incredible CJ McCollum's performance was. Oh, on the road, game seven, he had Dame Lillard just standing around going, "Wow, this yeah, is, this is fun to watch." Well, because Dame Lillard couldn't do anything else but watch. The, he went to the coach. Dame Lillard went to the coach and said, get the ball to CJ. They can't stop him. And CJ was like, run four flat yeah, and let me go to work because this dude cannot hold me. And that's what he did. And he got to – 37 points later. He got to his Michael Jordan free throw line extended, hit the shot, knocked it down, game over. Come on, man. Yeah. Kidding me? Yeah. From Lehigh. Lehigh. Lehigh, Chip. Let's see if – Let's see if C.J. McCollum can become a superstar like Kyrie Irving did. Right. In these NBA Finals. When Kyrie went for 41 twice. Yep. When the Cavs beat the Warriors, he became a superstar. So so to, to piggyback on what you're saying right there, this is the one thing that will get you nervous, that will get you very nervous, is the fact that Steph's defense has been suspect. Oh, teams are going at him. Right. And that is the one. And with this backcourt, CJ will go at him. <laughs> right. So who do you put? Who do you, Clay Thompson's an elite defensive player. Who do you put him on? Do you put him on Dame Lillard or do you put him on CJ McCollum? You put him on CJ. Yeah. You put him on CJ. Dame is, he'll come through for you at times, but CJ is consistent. Is turning in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very consistent. He's turning into a superstar. Yeah. I mean, if he's not there already. Well, I mean, if they weren't in Portland, we would be talking about them a lot more. Well, The and, NBA would be talking about them. And think about if Portland had Nurkic. Oh, I know. Their star big man. Right. I mean, they're coming into this thing down, one of their best players. But, hey. It's evened out, though. They're here, yeah. What's well, evened out. Tonight it is. Right. It's as long as Durant out. is out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Tonight is... It's even out. They're seventeen and one, though. Just want to put this caveat out there: the the Warriors are seventeen and one in game ones. So oh, yeah. just 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 throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Remember a couple of years ago they went sixteen and one throughout the playoffs. Sixteen and one. Whew. Come on now. That was Lamarcus Aldridge's old team. <laughs> now Lamarcus is. That was Lamarcus Aldridge's old team. He's hanging out in the two two one zero. Just taking it all in. <laughs> yep. Damn. Watching from afar. Damn. Watching from afar. Maybe I should have stayed. Yeah. <laughs> CJ McCollum is a baller. No doubt. Um, Obviously, Juwan Mitchell signing with Texas. Huge news as we uh, finish up our talking Texas. Yep. And, Harge, this was my biggest position of concern. Really going into the spring, coming out of the spring, during the spring. And you're going to have competition now with Delia Dayaway. Now, Delia Dayaway has been in the system for going on two years. Delia Dayaway should win the job. Easily. At middle linebacker. Not easily, but easily because he should be more advanced mentally. But what Juwan Mitchell gives you is depth. And as the summer and fall camp goes on, we'll see. We'll see how quickly he can pick it up. Is he like... Jordan Whittington, a kid who just comes in and it it goes in and it stays and it's retained and it's understood and it's digested. 
because that was the biggest surprise to Texas coaches that Jordan Whittington could pick things up that fast and then execute on it. Mm. And the knock on Delhi a day away is that he thinks too much. He's not reacting. He's still processing. Right. Uh, something I've compared to Brandon Jones. His sophomore year, he was still thinking, right. not trusting his instincts, not trusting his training. And then last year, he trusted it, and he was off to a great year mm. until uh, the ankle injury. Right. So uh, we'll see. Jawan Mitchell, look, normally you take a Juco, and the running joke is it takes a year to knock the Juco out of him. Right. All the bad habits, all the the poor coaching. Cockiness, all that stuff. And, yeah. and then a year later, you get the player you were hoping for. That Texas really can't afford to wait that long. So we'll see. Keep we'll, it simple for him. Yeah, keep it simple. Get him on there. Um, all right, it is a Nunchucks of Truth Tuesday. It's the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. Nunchucks of Truth Tuesday, and Harge and I were just talking about uh, Zion Williamson. Why do I have a feeling Zion Williamson is not going to be what we think he's going to be in the NBA? I mean, I love him. I love this kid. Right. But he's been going up against... You know, pogo sticks in college basketball. He's six foot seven. He's two eighty five. So I'm going to be an NBA team. Hard. You're going to be his agent. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm, I'm thinking. You know, I may want John Morant. Okay. Because he's a six foot three point guard who can shoot it and has unbelievable dish skills. He played against a bunch of yahoos in a mid-major Ohio. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. Zion. I'm going to call you uh, Zion. Call me Rob Palenka. Homer Zion. Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka. (laughs) All right. So I have concerns. Okay. My man Zion Williamson, he's really six foot six. I mean, it depends on who you ask. Yep. Okay. He's he's PJ Tucker's uh, height. Yeah. Um, power well, forward. So tell me, tell me uh, why I should make him the number one pick. Have you looked at the video since I was a kid? Since he was a kid, have you seen the way? Oh, yeah, he, he looks electri- good. He electrifies the crowd. And but for he's a been team playing, like, yourself, like I said, he's been playing against um, Lilliputians. What's your What's your team's record? Why are you drafting number one? Because uh, we're terrible. Okay, then. So, for me to But I'm in charge in, now. Things I are getting bring, better. I'm, Things are looking up. I'm bringing excitement for that you have up. not had Why are you making this here? about me? I'm asking you about uh, Zion. Hey, sometimes you got to look Why you got to talk about my crappy franchise? Because <laughs> I got to let you know where you're at. So, where you oh, can go Oh, I know where somewhere. I'm at. I'm in the lottery. <laughs> you're number one. So, my, my client is the most electrifying man in athletics right now. Every, he's got over a million followers. Okay, you talk about his weight. You talk about his size. How's that going to help me beat talk, the Warriors? Here's the deal. Well, All those followers on I'm, I'm talking about Insta. you're going to have a raucous crowd every single night whenever okay. I'm All in right. there. I like that. We're like the Beatles whenever I walk into ding, the ding. So then I, you've had concerns about my health. Well, let's look at it this way. Those shoes that I had on, those weren't even mine. Now they have designed zion's own special shoe reinforced for a big man to be able to cut and slash the way he plays he's getting to the rim anytime he wants reinforced to. with a wall of polyurethane <laughs> exactly they might even look 
Like your shoes. They might be kind of like your shoes oh, there. Don't do that to the man. <laughs> he won't sell a pair. Then you're going to see his energy is undeniable. There's a lot of superstars out there that only play one in. He's going to give you every single thing that he has every single night. I like his energy. Right. But he's 6'6", 285. How do I know he's not going to you know, get the money and hit the drive through and suddenly I'm looking at a 300-pound, six-foot-six small forward. We've already got him a personal chef. Power forward. We've already got him a personal trainer. We have our strength and conditioning guys. Hell, I just met Yancey McKnight last week, and I might have him come up and work with Zion. But listen, here's the deal. Tom Herman's not going to like that. Quit thinking of what might be in the negative. Think about what will be in the positive. Your attendance is down what do you what do you base your business on nobody's out here really thinking they're going to beat the warriors i told you i like you the insta to- followers i like the excitement i like some tickets selling and i need I- to know he's going to last more than one year two years he's not going to eat himself out of the league one thing you know you, you don't know he's about a big Zion. strong powerful man how how's he how those knees gonna hold up for 82 games for have you the seen next 10 how years? driven this kid is he could have went anywhere in the world. Yeah, but he, he, went, went to, he went with other NBA draft lottery picks who made his life easier. That too has now. nothing to do with it. He went with Coach K so he could learn how to play basketball. Coach K taught him how to take care of himself. Did you notice how during the season his body started slimming down and he started getting that chisel slimming look? Down, he's 285. That's natural 285, strong 285. LeBron is 270. He's still got some baby fat on him. That's why he's got a personal trainer. While he was in school, he had to go to class. Now he can focus strictly on basketball. There's nothing else in this guy's mind now. He doesn't have to deal with the books. The only thing he's going to be cashing is checks. And you know why? Because he is a media darling. This is what you need for your franchise. This is what you're hoping you can have. This is why you're in the lottery, because you keep overthinking what is right in front of you. Yeah, John Moran, he's cute. He's cute for if that's what you want to have. R.J. Barrett, yeah, he was good on my team, but who bailed who, who out during the season? All right, he's not a very good free throw shooter. Well, I got time to spend with him. We're going to have hack a free throw. No, and the games free- I got to take him out. My player wants to be an all-around good player. We will spend the time and get that that shot corrected. Three-point shooter, you seen him knock him down? Not not enough. Thirty-four percent. Well, what's what's your what's your thirty-eight percent is kind of the what's your sample size? It's kind of the cutoff. What's your sample size? How many did I take? Oh, oh. he didn't take very many. Didn't have to. What I can only judge what I see. Well, here's- I can only judge what I got. You make the mistake of passing on this. I got 64% free throw shooting, and I got 34% three-point shooting, and I got an undersized power forward. All right, well, why don't you go over there and draft Sam Bowie and let somebody else hey, get hey, Michael hey. Jordan. Ain't no Sam Bowie in this Here draft. Here we go. Here we go. Although I am taking a long look at Jackson Hayes, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep keep looking really long. There's not a lot of big men in this draft. No wonder you're drafting hey. first in the lottery. I mean, I'm not looking at taking who, him number one. I'm just talking who, about looking. I'm looking at him. Who is your evaluators? Because hey, hey. your eye contest what are is you failing saying? yourself. What are you saying? You gonna you taking a shot at Jackson Hayes? How do you do? Yeah, I'm taking a shot over me, over my client. Absolutely. No, I didn't say that. I yeah. Said I'm, you know, Polished. Taking a look. Polished. What if I could get John Morant and Jackson Hayes? Well, 
That then you're doing a really good job of evaluating. But I promise you this, Sam Bowie, uh, drafter, you're gonna be by yourself in this one. All right. The consensus number one is my client, and if you don't take him, he's gonna spend the entire career busting you up. Oh. And your fans are gonna get run you right out of there. You had to say that, didn't you? Yes. You had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> All right, fine. Well, let's hope the ping pong balls fall. <laughs> Where they may. Where they may. That's right. All right, it's Bottom Line brought to you by Coors Light. Ah, oh, yes. Now Chuck's a Truth Tuesday. Uh, it's time for a little Do You Care, Harge. You going first or me? I'll go first. Well, come on. Chip, we got some good news, bad news going around in the NFL. Chris Nelson was waived by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patrick mm. Vahe, though, was signed with the Ravens, and Calvin Anderson was waived by the Patriots as well. Do you care? I do care. Look, it's it's a tough life as an undrafted free agent, and it can end at any moment. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Chris Nelson was a guy. Who uh, one NFL scout I talked to after pro day said he's a roly poly nose tackle, mm. not explosive uh, at that position. It's one of the toughest positions in all sports. Right, thankless. Um, good for Patrick Vahe. I mean, this just means that if he keeps doing what he's doing and can survive these OTAs, he'll go to camp with the Ravens. Still a long shot to make the team. And Calvin Anderson, you, you know, he's athletic, he's long, but he's lacks some upper body strength. And he really could have used a year with Yancey McKnight. And you hope his window uh, stays open. Yeah. That someone gives him a chance, like on a practice squad or something. Right. Because I think Calvin Anderson is a, a decent pass protector. And that's often the hardest thing for offensive linemen to learn. And he's he's long. He's he's got the arm length, um, you know, to be effective. So that's uh, like you said, good news, bad news, and all the best to those guys as they continue the journey. Harch. Yep. Um, Tiger Woods. Ooh. Now you're gonna hear this headline about him being sued for wrongful death. Uh, after an employee at one of his restaurants was drinking at work and then died in a car crash. Um, Tiger Woods owns the restaurant. That's why he's right. named in this thing. It's not like he was personally serving this guy alcohol. Um, but more importantly, Tiger Woods is playing in the PGA Championship this week at Beth Page Black, where he has been somewhat dominant. Um, his average finish at Beth Page Black is sixth. This guy, uh, this guy likes this track. He's he's driving it well, and he's confident coming off the Masters. Tiger Woods, you picking him to win? Do you care? Yes, I am, of course. I mean, he's Tiger, Tiger Woods, man, Masters champion. I like him. Of course, I'm picking That's the him. Worst to win. accent ever. <laughs> 
Man, you, you just don't know about What's my that people. Show? What's that terrible show? Shaft, baby. Oh, that's Shaft. That's terrible. You got you. Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. I like him. I like him. <laughs> yeah, of course I love him, man. Please don't he, ever he, talk to Lindsay that way. <laughs> I am, uh, of course will. I'm picking him. Say I'm. I got a headache. <laughs> I got a leg ache. I got a belly ache. <laughs> Stay away from Stay me. Stay away ache. from me. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, of course, I'm picking him. I looked at that course, no chip, and me and you were talking about it, dude. You got to be a serious golfer to be on that Beth Page Black course. There are so many sand traps. We will be at the beach the entire time. That's exactly how I'd be playing if we were there, but. Of course, this field is very, very tough. You know who else I'm looking at? And I haven't picked him in any other parts of my game. Brooks Kepka. He's another guy that can score really, really well there. And he's hot. And he's hot. And he's, he's finishing well. the top five at the uh, Byron Nelson. Yeah, so he's, he's another guy. He's playing with Tiger. And, and, and Molinari. Those are talk about a group. That's that's the group that uh-uh. I, that's the future featured group. And Molinari, you know, he has zero emotion. He just goes just out grinds. and plays and grinds it out. So, yeah, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Salty, you like Kepka, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Her and every other female uh-huh. out there. Yes, <laughs> Way to I go, do. Salty. I like his bathroom. <laughs> Chip, I'm asking you the same thing. You, you, you've you seen this course. You know this course. Um, you know what Tiger's numbers are there. Who else are you looking for in the PGA do you care? When I didn't do Tiger justice in his two majors at Beth Page Black, his average finish is third and a half. You can, if you can, <laughs> have, you know, if you can that average half point, third and a half. That half point always gets you, right? And it's supposed to be wet weather, which is going to make the course longer, more difficult, and Tiger's driving it okay. Anyway, um, who do I like? I like Kepka. Yeah. I do like Kepka. I, I think this guy has shown that he gets up for the majors. He won it. He won this tournament last year. He's he's a gamer, man. Tiger right. was as good as we've seen before the Masters in this PGA Championship a year ago. That's when he was putting it to four inches of the cup from 150 yards out. Right. And Kepka kept it together and held him off. I like Kepka. Yeah. This is this is gonna be interesting this week. Harch. Yep. Kevin Durant and CJ McCollum. They got together for C.J. McCollum's pull-up podcast, and Kevin Durant told him, hey, man, the Blazers got no no shot. You know you guys aren't going to the championship. Bro, we have the, the team. <laughs> <laughs> we have the capabilities. Anything is possible. We can win a championship, bro. I mean, let's be honest. Bro, we can win a championship. Anything is possible. I just need to look. I need more. I mean, I like y'all. I like the two. I like y'all, too. You're hard to stop. But, I mean, come on. Eating and laughing at the same time. Come on, hey. disrespectful. <laughs> they're, they're playing, they're playing around. But you don't think CJ McCollum's gonna use that? I'm gonna go over there. And now CJ's like, "Yo, KD, you better hustle back because <laughs> I'm about to bust, man." You know, I love this because of the fact that you can look your man in the eye, still be boys, and let him know I respect you, but you're not beating what we have going on here. And like you said, now that's fuel for the look. The two best backcourts in the NBA paired together are these two groups right here. Golden State with uh, Thompson, Stephen Clay, and then you look at CJ and Dame Dalla. I mean, this is going to be so exciting to me because I love guard play. 
And these two teams going at each other with these two, I think this is going to be so much fun to watch. I love CJ McCollum. Yeah. Well, he's he's smooth. He's smooth. And he's just now realizing how good he is. That's right. what's fun. Right. And this guy could blow up in front of our eyes in this series. He could become the story. And we talked about this before, Chip. We talked about it yesterday when we talked about Kawhi Leonard. Lehigh. Ka- Kawhi Leonard. He went from a superstar to a megastar now. And this is the type of thing where CJ, the world can actually see how good CJ McCullough. Yeah. From Lehigh in Pennsylvania. Come on, man. Come on. Kidding me? Chip, the Orange Bowl will no longer be put. Where yeah, what's up with that? The Orange Bowl will no longer. Salty's in there thinking about Brooks Kepka. <laughs> She's like, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> the Orange Bowl will no longer be played on New Year's Day. It has been moved to December 30th. Look, I love the New Year's Day bowls, but moving the Orange Bowl kind of threw me off. Do you care? Yeah, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, I get that we're all stacked up on New Year's Day, but, man. What you party too hard in Miami? You can't even make it to the game. Are we are we having ticket sale problems? That might be the problem. Chip. So we need we need people at the football game before all the partying starts on the thirty first. That might be the problem. Leave it to Miami. Florida is the weirdest <laughs> state in the union for sure. I'm just saying. Yeah, Harge. Um, I did. Salt, what salty? We we got time. Okay, tonight Texas baseball plays Incarnate Word six thirty at the Dish. Texas baseball, they got to win like, I mean, they don't have to win tonight to get into the Big 12 tournament, but they got to sweep OU. What are you expecting tonight, DK? I'm expecting them to come out and be ready to go. They've had a lot of time off. A week maybe off, they, yeah. Maybe they have cleaned up some of the issues. But one of the things that I want to make sure that they do is understand that the competition is now. The It competes right now. We can see what kind of team is willing and wanting to fight. But I got a question for you when we come back about that and my thoughts about the Big 12 tournament. Okay. I got a question for you about the NBA draft lottery. Let's do it. I'd take John Morant. Oh, it's the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. Life happens for those that show up, and we're glad you showed up with us. Numchucks the Truth Tuesday, the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. My man C. Breezy, Chip Brown. Come on. Shannon B. Sweeney holding us down and your boy Hardball Harge. And I want to give two shout-outs real quick. I want to wish a happy birthday to nurse practitioner Jenna. And I want to give a special shout out to a happy birthday to Luke Almaderas, son of Chris Almaderas, Round Rock Express president. Um, he is going to be playing baseball at the University of Houston, but he's him and his Round Rock Dragons are still in the playoffs and they start back up this weekend. So happy birthday, Luke. Come on, man. And Chip, we were talking before we went to break about Texas baseball and our thoughts and what's going on with it. Um, here, here, here's my question to you about Texas baseball. Now, we, we know that they have to sweep OU to get in or win two out of three. Or There's just so many different scenarios that are going on. And, but getting to the, to the Big 12 tournament after this season, is it an accomplishment or a failure? And the reason why I ask you that, but listen, but the, here's why I ask you that. <laughs> I know that everything has gone on, and the more that they get an opportunity to play, anything can happen once you get to the Big 12 tournament. We Texas does have good pitching, so they can be in every single game. The offense needs to come around and help this good pitching out. Good starting pitching? Yeah. The yeah. bullpen is a, shaky. Yeah, yeah. The bullpen is it's a been problem. the undoing of the team. And I know that 
losing those two big bats this season kind of kind of hurt them. I mean, those are two premium leaders and and position players that they needed. David Hamilton, DJ Petrinsky. Yeah, I wanted you to say DJ Petrinsky, not Przinsky. <laughs> but but the bullpen obviously has is very young and done some different things there, and and they did go to Omaha, so everybody's going to bring their best effort there. But getting to the Big Twelve tournament, the way that they did after the start of the season. Do you feel that it is a major, major accomplishment? If they can sweep OU and get to the Big 12 tournament? Right. I mean, you're kind of asking me, like, who's the prettiest bridge troll? Because the season's so bad. But, yeah, they need to go to the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. They need more opportunities. They need The only way they can get to the postseason now is to, A, sweep OU and qualify for the Big 12 tournament. Right. And B, do damn win the Big 12 tournament. Yes. So, as you said, Texas has proven they can beat the best of the best. Right. I mean, LSU is right. going to be a super regional host. Right. Or a regional host, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Texas has beaten them. The, the question is, can they, can they pull it together? Obviously, there's been a disconnect. Yep. There's been, you know, pressure and, and some lack of responsiveness. Uh, between coach and player this year, but but then there has been some responsiveness. You know, obviously to me, the bullpen and guys that got it done for you last year, who you right. thought were going to be better, right? You know, guys like Cam Fields and obviously Cole Quintanilla is a guy who's still he's just getting his first chance at it. As you a lost Bo Ridgeway. You know who you thought was going to be your closer? He was up for stopper of the year at the beginning of last year. And then this year comes back, and then he's not with the team anymore. Heck of, I mean, heck of a breaking ball. I mean, but you know what? But, what? What? Right. What? Is, then you had to. You lost your catcher, and then you had to go get a kid back on the baseball team to come back and catch for you. You took. You took injuries at at two positions. You couldn't. It, it was the equivalent of losing your quarterback. Right. For for Texas, your quarterback in your center. Your quarterback in your center. Yeah. Yep. Your catcher, yep. you got to have him. He's yeah. commanding the game. Right. And then shortstop, no one gets more traffic than shortstop. Right. 19 errors at that position. Yeah. All right, so hard. 65 Harge. total. 65 total. So, yeah, <laughs> Texas baseball tonight against Incarnate Word, a team that's already beaten Texas in yep. San Antonio. Tonight they play at the Dish. And about that time, the NBA draft lottery will be happening, and this could be um, a transformational lottery. Right. Because of Zion Williamson. And Zion Williamson, I love watching Zion Williamson play. I don't want people to think I'm right. losing my mind. There's just, like, I have this nagging feeling. Now, it's probably the same feeling that caused the Portland Trailblazers to draft Greg Oden and Sam Bowie. But yeah. I do love me some John Morant. When you can average 10 assists a game, I don't care if you're playing mid-major, high-major, major-major, major Applewhite. <laughs> Major, major, major. You average 10 assists a game. Right. His game is going to translate. And, and Zion Williamson, if he can maintain the effort, the intensity, um, he's going to be unbelievable to watch. I, I, I think his motor is everything. I think how hard this kid plays in the past. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Passion that he plays with. I mean, we were, you and I were talking about it, and you compared him to Charles Barkley. And a more explosive, very, obviously. Very more. Exp- I mean, he a head jumps, at the rim, right? Explosiveness. But he plays so hard on both ends. You, th- his, he's not letting you get an easy layup. He's right. battling you. I think that's what transcends him because he plays both ends. He's not that that prima donna superstar. That remember, he, he this has been going on for years where he's been the right. feature. Right, it's LeBron-like. Right. We've been following this kid since he was a freshman right. in high school. And and watching him dunk, and we actually got to see him like in seventh and eighth grade when he first started dunking because he was already putting together these highlight reels. So one thing that won't bother him is pressure. There won't be pressure on him because he's already seen it. Now, it's hard Except to say that. at the free throw line, 64%. That's why you got to make sure you got good rebounders. You got to be ready every single time. But the thing about it is, he is so passionate about basketball that failure won't be in his vocabulary. He doesn't know any other way. I mean, we were talking about how well um, Jackson Hayes, 70%, right? 70, what, 6? 75% from the field? 76%. 76% from Led the field. Led the Big 12 in field goal percentage. My man was 65% from the field. Right. Oh, yeah. No, he's... He's explosive, man. His range is about... Four feet, well, six feet. Right. I mean, he's right. shot a few threes, but and he, and he worked on his mid range. So yeah. So he he will be okay. Look, he's the unquestioned number one pick. I just over the long haul, over the long haul, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if John Morant has the better NBA career. I think Zion Williamson brings you crazy explosiveness and, as you said, excitement. You, look, if let's say the Knicks get him and Durant and Kyrie Irving end up in New York, can you imagine those three together? Good right, God. You're right. gonna you're gonna make them the favorites. You're gonna be like Giannis who? <laughs> and and that would be exciting. That'd be great. That's the kind of potential this draft could have. Right. It's it's really being compared to the two thousand three draft that had LeBron, Carmelo, D. Wade, Chris Bosch, and because of Zion Williamson, John Morant, RJ Barrett. And I'm looking at these mock drafts, and Jackson Hayes is seen as a lottery pick, and why not? I mean, the big men in this draft are not – it's a great year to be Jackson Hayes. Right, right. I mean, a bouncy six – I've said he's a bouncier, better free-throw shooting version of DeAndre Jordan, and I'm seeing him – Top ten. Top ten. Yeah. And I – I would too. Right. I can develop this guy. And he's a good free throw shooter. And he's legit 6'11". Right. Legit. Long. And he still is learning the game of basketball. Could hardly get on the court for his teammates never looked at him. Come on, man. I mean, it's that. that can hey, you we, feed the man who shoots 76%? We're going to let that one go. We're going to let that one go. Just but saying, just I saying. feel you. I feel you on that because of the fact that this kid is bouncy. 
very bouncy. But what other development? You know, you talked about Zion Williamson. What else has Jackson A's done besides get to the rim? I mean, where? where the, I don't know because they didn't run anything for him. Right. So he's but an I can, unknown. I can, I can, I can. You called him DeAndre it. Jordan. DeAndre Jordan can't shoot. DeAndre Jordan couldn't get off the bench for Mark Turgeon oh, yeah. at AM. Oh, I know. I remember. I, ca- I was at those games because that was right. AC Law time. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Bull Bull is in this draft. Oh, too. yeah. That's someone we haven't talked about. Seven foot two. Yeah. That's someone we haven't talked Stick about. Stick man. <laughs> just like Pops. But hey, hooping. Come on, man. All right, so bottom line, it's brought to you by Coors Light on a Num Chucks of Truth Tuesday. Num Chucks of Truth Tuesday. Phones are open, 390-LIVE, 390-5483. We talked Texas at 615 and 715, and huge news yesterday for Texas football. They land the commitment of the, the guy we talked about in our Two More Sense podcast. Did y'all check that out? Yeah, they um, should. Our Between the Shows podcast today at AM1300thezone.com. Go to our bottom line show page click podcast and check out two more cents yeah because that's uh it's a little added bonus for y'all and then we talked about the fact too chip during that time about the schools that he had committed to and then decommitted to rutgers and, minnesota and he had offers from arkansas and utep and then you sit back and you say texas comes in and wants you and as a recruit you look at who's in front of you. You look at the opportunities that you have. Oh, wait. I can go to Texas, and that's my best opportunity? Right. And I can get on the field right away? This is a good, great get by them. Yeah, they needed, I mean, good heavens. The uh, the depth at linebacker is a huge concern. Now, Todd Orlando can manipulate it a little bit by, by playing dime. He's got some heavy-hitting safeties. Right. You know, B.J. Foster hits like a... Outside linebacker. Right. Chris Brown hits like an outside linebacker. And Overshawn. Overshawn. Yeah. Can thump you. Yeah. So, he, the thing, Joseph Osai is a developing star for Texas. Right. And ideally, you'd like to have him in a pass rush situation at that B-backer position. This is how Todd Orlando has to figure it out. Like, if you can put Joseph Osai and Malcolm Roach on one side, that's hell for a for an offensive tackle. And if you put the tight end over there to cheat or help chip, then you gotta you got to deal with Taquan Graham on the other side or Marquez Bimage. Right. You don't want to move Joseph Osai inside if you don't have to. Right. Because you're taking – it's kind of like – playing Breck and Hager in the four-eye last year, you're taking away a pass rusher. In this league, right? you got to rush the passer. Right. And that's my that's that's the biggest thing for me, Chip, and we've talked about how, how Orlando now can go back. You've asked him, hey, why this, why that? What are we good at? What is Texas good at? And the thing that I always go to is Quit trying to adjust to everybody else and adjust to what you're good at. Do you? Right. And if that's the case, put the people that you think can handle those positions. Don't try to make people play out of position, as you talked about, four-eye technique or having a guy come down that needs to stay back or a guy that's not comfortable coming in to make that play. You got to put people in the right positions so they can succeed. 
We talk about it all the time. Chip, I can't put you at shortstop if you can't feel the ball, but you can catch a fly ball and keep a ball in front of you in the outfield, but you're a good hitter. I will put you on the field. I will find spots for you to play. So for me, that's football too. Put your best athletes and your best players in positions to succeed. Make the offense adjust to your defense, not you adjusting to them. Right. Because you got speed. And listen, Todd Orlando is an attack guy. Right. His teams are at their best. His defenses are at their best when they are attacking, when he's mixing fronts and pressures. And he said that, you know, he felt like maybe they'd become a little predictable. And so he's really looking at how they're disguising their pressures. Great. Right. But that rush three drop eight, man, that's got to go. Right. I'm just saying. All right. So you said the perfect the perfect game last year was Iowa State. The right. Iowa State game. They was, pressured Brock Purdy the whole game. He right. was unsettled the whole game. Right. He looked confused. He was out of. I mean, he just didn't get comfortable. He had to move his feet a lot. That was a dangerous team with right. Akeem Butler and David Montgomery. Right. And Texas made them look confused the right. whole game. And that, in part, I think. They relied – Brandon Jones was out of that game. And I think I think Orlando relied too much on the fact that he had Brandon Jones back there. So if he did the rush three drop eight, he had a guy who could go, you know, make plays. But just – it affects the whole defense. Right. When they attack, it's like they got 13 guys on the field. Right. And Coming other, at you like yeah, a spider monkey, team, Chip. When you got speed. Right. And now you're bringing in Tyler Owens. Right. 10-3-8 in the 100. Hello. It's safety. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, Harge, the NBA draft tonight, well, the lottery. Lottery. Uh, will be determined. How the order of selection in the NBA draft will be determined. Who gets Zion, basically. Right. But Jackson Hayes, this is going to be interesting for Jackson Hayes because I'm looking – it, all the mock drafts, I haven't seen a draft where he goes lower than 15. So, I mean, he's 6'11". He's got a seven foot three wingspan. Really good athlete. His skills are going to develop. This is a kid that NBA teams are really intrigued by. Right. And his upside is through the roof. So, well, we'll see. it's a we'll big learn, night for him, too. We'll learn, we'll learn a lot when the combine starts. When they go and put in all this work where you have big men that are working on jumpers and, and running and jumping and seeing how they move on the court with all the scrimmages and the physicalness and being able to hold your own, that's the time that you really start to see what other people look like. Well, in this draft, lottery, selection, whatever, tonight, Yep. when they do the ping pong balls, dun, dun, dun. and we know who's going to pick one, two, three, it's going to change or it's going to impact this summer of free agency. Yep. Because wherever Zion Williamson goes, that team instantly becomes more attractive as a free agent, as a right. superstar free agent, a Kevin Durant, a Kyrie Irving, a, a Kawhi Leonard, a Jimmy Butler, and John Morant. Yep. Where does he fall? Who who doesn't want to go play with that guy, Tennessee again? Well, here here here's my question for you. Let's say the the ping pong balls falls like we think it will, or 
what everyone thinks it will. So New York Knicks, they get number one. They take Zion. Number two, Cleveland Cavaliers get that pick. Do you draft John Morant with Colin Sexton? With Bay, uh, your your what's the name? Burt Bayline. He just got there. So does he have two point guards that need to have the ball in their hand to be successful? I don't know that they need to have the ball in their hand because, like LeBron, when he played with Kyrie, LeBron's often the guy bringing the ball down the floor. I mean, but that's why Kyrie wanted to leave, right? You know what I'm saying? So how do you how do you do that? But James Harden and Chris Paul. I mean, like, Chris Paul's at the tail end. These guys will be back to back years. I'm just saying. You almost – that's where coaching comes in. Right. But you got to have guys who like each other. Right. I mean, Steph and Clay. Oh, yeah. Look, you got to share. You got to share the ball. You got to recognize who's talented around you. Be happy about that. Right. Be happy that you're not getting double teamed every time. So, I think there's room. I don't know how you pass on John Morant. Right. If you're the two pick in this draft. Well, and again, it all has to do with that ping pong ball. So, and I think John Morant can create off the wing. So I mean, I, if you put him at the two, okay, let's say Colin Sexton's limited. I don't think John Morant's limited. I think that guy can make great passes from the wing if you put him at the two guard. FYI, little, little birdie. They used to – John Morant and Zion Williamson played on the same AAU team. How about team. that? Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, they played on the same AAU team. Okay, let's say this. Let's say Cleveland gets number one, New York gets number two, does Kyrie still go to New York if New York drafts John Morant? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like right. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This this the order of this draft is going to impact right. this summer free agency, right? Which could be the biggest summer free agency we've ever seen. All right, it is uh, No Chucks of Truth Tuesday. We'll talk to John McClain at eight o'clock. Get all the latest and greatest from the NFL and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. He's back at like Beth him. Page Black. I'm picking Brooks Kepka. So salty because <laughs> she likes his biceps. But, you know. Hey, now. Uh, it is a Numb Chucks of Truth Tuesday. And the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. He's got his golf clothes on already. PGA Championship won't start until Thursday. He's already wearing his uh, Tiger Woods golf PGA Championship at Beth Page Black. He's all fired up. He's not going to. He's not going to confirm that he's picking Tiger, or are you? I'm, I'm not going to confirm it. Not yet. No, right. not yet. He's going to say Tommy, Tony Finau until the very end. <laughs> Tony. Until we got to get it motorized. Finau. Until we got to get it motorized, and then Finau. I'll be ready to go. All right, here he is, the Hard Knocks Live. Thanks, Chip. And um, I want to continue this discussion about the way that these ping pong balls happen to fall. And then we want to go back into some revisional history about these number one overall picks and how successful some of them have been. The Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously, is a team that before LeBron got there, they were always, always in contention to having the number one overall pick. Um, As time's gone on, LeBron obviously has changed a lot of that, and they continue to move up. They've been down. They've been moving around. But you talked about, Zion Williamson and how good you see him how uh, you're you're nervous about it because it just something's not you know you got a queasy feeling about it because you're not sure of who he could be but if you go back and you look through some of these picks 
And I can see where you could understand that. I'm just going to pick a couple of these for you. 1998, the Los Angeles Clippers had the number one pick. Michael Olawakandi. Ah. Terrible. The Candyman. The Candyman. Terrible. The very next, or the year before that, was Tim Duncan's year, 1997. Overall, first pick. Then you go the very year after that, Elton Brand. How do you think his career was? Now he's the GM of of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, but overall he was someone that you looked at and you're like, oh, meh. Yeah, yeah. 2002, and I'm not even going to bring up the Wizards drafting Kwame Brown. That That's just terrible. Yao Ming. Now, Yao Ming is a Hall of Famer, but let me ask you this. Do you feel like Yao Ming did enough in the NBA? He was a big man that always was hurt. Right. And so, but he was what, 7'1", seven, 7'2"? Seven, 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 so he's one of those guys you're like, uh, okay, Yao Ming, he's a, he's, he's a great player. LeBron James coming out of high school, enough said. Dwight Howard, your thoughts on him? Dwight Howard? Fool, buster. Fool's goal. Yeah, buster. Andrew Bogut, Chip. Andrew Bogut. Okay, we know that. But Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Carl Towns, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and DeAndre Ayton. Those are the last three number one overall picks. Would you consider them good, bad, or indifferent? Are you starting to make my argument for me? No. What I'm trying to tell you is none of those people that you just that I just named off transcended the game. He transcends it. He, you weren't excited about Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz. All right, you're arguing that Zion Williamson transcends the game. Transcends the game because nobody, none of these guys right here had you on the edge of your seat. You never made it appointment TV to watch them play. Zion Williamson transcends the game like LeBron James did because he was one of those guys from the very beginning when he was in middle school. Middle school, you didn't know Derrick Rose. You know Zion. You know LeBron. And he, he and they've already dealt with the pressure. They've already dealt with the pressure of being the, the, guy. the guy. I mean, every gym was packed during his time coming up. And this guy went to Duke and learned from Mike Krzyzewski. He had other great players on that bench, not his teammates, but on his coaching staff, on, coaches, on Coach K's coaching staff, that could teach this guy about the game. He will be just fine. He is the consensus number one pick, regardless of if you get this ping pong ball or not. Or if, if you need him, he's still, you're still drafting him. If you don't need him, you're still drafting him because you – don't want to pass up on a player. I'm not calling him Michael Jordan, so make, let, make sure everybody understands that. But you do not want to be the one that said, uh, I just didn't have that great queasy feeling about him. This is a guy that you have to have. Your fans, because at the end of the day, you need ticket sales. Your team is boo-boo. That's why you're drafting at this position. And then you might be able to attract some free agents to come and play with a guy like that. I agree. I agree. Zion Williamson jumps off the screen he has for years. Right. And he is electric, to say the least. And then when you 
put that 285-pound body on a guy with that much bounce. My thing is, can his knees hold up? That's a lot of weight coming down on those knees over and over and over again. Now, you're talking to a guy who got no muscle tone. I got my mom's pencil, you know, bony frame. My sister got my dad's, you know, well-muscled knees. My tennis career would have been much better if I'd have gotten, you know, Your mom just gave, you some, gave you some stuff, huh? When your the, knees, when your the Lord, toes. Oh, yeah. As I say, she gave me this great personality and a body, you know, made by Martha Stewart. But here's the thing about Zion. If he can maintain everything that we're seeing right now, how long can he maintain it? So, so okay. Because he's a freak in that he's a 285, he's 15 pounds from three bills, but he's got a 36-inch, you know, he's a, he's a leaper. He's right. a head-on-the-backboard guy. How long can his body hold up? But, again, that goes back to nutrition. That goes back to getting a trainer. That goes back to now all my time is spent in the gym. LeBron is how big? Six what? Six nine. Six nine. Two seventy. Two, yeah, 260, 270. And he's chiseled. This kid's six six, two eighty five. And chiseled. If you look at right, his right. body, no, he's I got it. Up. I got it. And his body's going but to. But the dude tore through shoes. I mean, that's how explosive this guy is. He's a load, right? Which makes him the number one pick, unquestioned number one pick. But how long can his explosiveness, the combination of his size and explosion last in a quick twitch game like basketball. How long do you how long do you need him to last? That's another thing. Well how long do you need I'd him like, to last? You know I like, mean yeah you I mean, want I look ten at, years. You, you want know, you want a good yeah, want, career. You know, six to ten years. Can I get that? You can get that from him. All right. Because don't forget this kid is eighteen years old. All right. Well you seem to know a lot about him. You seem to know a lot that uh, he'd listen to his trainer, that he'd listen to a nutritionist. Have you seen his mom and dad the way they talk to him? Like not talk to him, but the way that they make sure that he has done the things. Think about it. What have you ever heard bad about this kid? You oh, haven't no, no. heard it. That, no, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, listen. I know my, you're on the side. My, my fear is purely physical. It's like watch when we watch Tiger Woods swing a golf club in, in the 90s. Right. You're like, how long can his back and knees take that torque? Because the guy's so violent in his swing, and Zion's violent in the way he plays the game, which makes him so appealing. Right. That's my concern. But I can't worry about that right now. Nope. You've got to get him out to draft him. He's got to draft him. That's it. All you right, we'll come back. Him. We'll get into what's trending. John McClain at 8 o'clock is a Nubchucks of Truth Tuesday. Texas gets a big commitment from uh, the number one Juco inside linebacker. We'll talk about it. Juwan Mitchell. You can also hear about that in our Two More Cents podcast at am1300thezone.com's Bottom line brought to you by Course Life. Nubchucks of Truth Tuesday. Bottom line, yeah, get to the podcast page, amp1300thezone.com, and check out our Two More Cents, our Between Shows podcast. Yesterday, we talked about uh, Juwan Mitchell. Hey, Because we smart like that. That's how we do it. The big commitment for Texas. We'll talk about him in a second, but let's go to the phones. 390-LIVE, 390-5483. Trey, what up, Trey? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. God bless you guys. Um... About God bless you. Ago, I called in, and I was uh, asking Salty. I said, look, what's the best local station to catch the Astros games on? And and she emphatically said 97.5. Ding, ding. 
So, so I was listening the other night, and I don't know if you've ever tried to catch the Astros on 97.5, but it's horrible, and, and the signal fades in and out, mixed in with some Tejano music. It's just, it's just horrible. So if, if that's the best that Salty's got about that, then all I can say is you can't trust a big button to smile. Oh! <laughs> all right. Well, Trey, God bless you. All right. Go to the app. Go to the iHeartRadio app. Go to the iHeartRadio app, and that way you can get a clear signal all the time. I don't, I don't get to decide what station plays right. the games. Right. But this is the home for the Round Rock Express, and you can hear it right here on 1300. They played today at 1135, businessman special against Oklahoma City. And if you get a chance to get out there, like I've told you before, the Houston Astros are on fire, and it starts down here with their AAA team as well. Astros won last night 8-1, to one, and they hit like 9,000 home runs yesterday again. Bregman hit a home run, Alex Diaz, Arnez Diaz, uh, Robinson Chineros, and uh, Markizic hit another home run. These guys are on fire. On fire. All right, as we get into what's trending, Harge, yep. there's all kinds of focus on tonight's, uh, you know, where, how the ping pong balls fall and the, the new revised... Uh, draft lottery selection process. Now you got three teams with an equal chance: the Knicks, the the Cavaliers, the Suns, all with a fourteen percent chance. Uh, the Bulls at twelve point five percent. The Hawks ten point five percent. There'll be all kinds of talk about that. But Adam Silver is also making news for saying that he thinks the one and done rule could be uh, could be done by the 2022 draft. He Hmm. thinks high school players will be able to come straight to the NBA starting with the 2022 draft. Okay. Um, And speaking at an event in Washington, D.C., leading into, well, last week, uh, he said there are a bunch of issues that need to be worked through between the league and the Players Association. But... um, he thinks that that rule will go away. Hmm. So. So I'm trying to figure this out. That's in a couple years. They get rid of that. Why don't is they just do the, what baseball does? Is that about the time that LeBron James Jr. son? Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? When LeBron's son. Why, why don't they just. Why doesn't everyone just do what baseball does? I agree. I think that should have been done a long time ago. I thought that if you go to college. And be able to hire an agent. Cedric Benson and Ricky Williams had agents for baseball. But it was for a different sport. Right. It was for a different sport. And they didn't. It didn't jeopardize their football eligibility. But for basketball. But so what? I mean, if if they're allowed to have an agent for one pro sport and not another. Right. How dumb is that? Well, I mean, that actually looks off good for multi-sport athletes. That's what Kyler did. Yeah, but. Kyler had an agent. let, Let people hire agents. And and mm. size up what they what their draft value is. I mean, look, the rules are for football, you can't go into the NFL draft until you're three years clear of high school. Right. And that probably needs to stay the same. There's only a handful of guys who could probably go straight from high school to the NFL, Earl Campbell, Adrian Peterson, maybe Zach Evans, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, we're all over the place on this NBA rule. Right. The one and done. I think the one and 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dumb is dumb for, for, for basketball. I think that is dumb. It's just like you said. Go to baseball. Come straight out of high school in baseball, but if you come to college, you got to stay for three years unless you go JUCO. JUCO, you come out after one. So I think that should be a good play. That way, none of these coaches have to deal with all the other nonsense that goes with it. I, I'm a firm believer in that. In, NFL is totally different, though, Chip. You're going against grown men. No, I'm talking about basketball. Okay. I'm talking about basketball. Like, Just NFL is totally different. File that away. Yeah. With the one and done rule. We could be back to kids in high school going straight to the NBA by the 2022 draft. All right. Obviously, uh, the NBA lottery tonight. The ping pong balls, huge story. And the Western Conference Finals getting underway. Portland and Golden State. Um, CJ McCollum, I'm just saying. Yep. We're yep. going to watch this guy turn into a superstar. All right, let's go to the phones. 390-LIVE, 390-5483. We'll talk to John McClain coming up in the next segment. Rodney! What's going on, Rodney? Good morning. Work super hard, by Um... Uh, I really ain't got nothing to say about Texas. This dude calling distant salty. That's what I was calling about. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pull up on him. <laughs> My man Rodney. We don't we don't mess with salty. We leave salty alone. We meet salty, chip, and hardball alone. He's gonna have to holler at me. Uh, and hey. guess what? You don't even want to do that, pop. Hey Rodney, I, I want to ask you. Morning. Hey, hold up. I want to ask you. Did What's you up? see the new recruit that Texas? The commitment that Texas got yesterday. Man, I've been working doing 18 hour shifts. Who who's this guy? Javon Mitchell. We got a linebacker. Javon Mitchell. We got us a linebacker. JUCO linebacker. Well, y'all, y'all tell me about him. I'm gonna put the radio on my ear. Y'all just let me know, brothers. I I, I love to hear about this guy then, huh? All, All right. right. Hey, thanks, Rodney. All right, so Juwan Mitchell commits to Texas yesterday. Came in on a visit over the weekend. And had been committed to Rutgers, had been committed to Minnesota. It really came down to Texas and Arkansas. Six foot one, two hundred and thirty-five pound. I mean, you watch the film, he's physical. He 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 likes contact. He'll yeah. come downhill. It, lateral quickness not ideal. And that's it's rare to find in a middle linebacker. When you find it, it's Ray Lewis. Right. You know what I mean? Um, let's grab Phil real quick. Phil, what's going on? I I can't believe somebody. I haven't called in a while, guys, but I had to defend Salty. I think that guy that complained about not getting that station, I think he's the one that I passed and he had a clothes hangers and antenna. Get a decent antenna, man. <laughs> Thank you. Man. My man, Phil. Whoa. Thank you, Phil. Thank Phil, you, Phil. Cracking me up. <laughs> All right, so – We'll come back. We'll talk with uh, John McClain. Oh, yeah. Find out the latest on Charles Amenahu signing his uh, rookie deal. And I'm going to ask him about the Astros, too. He's right there in the heart of it. Oh, yeah, and the, the Rockets. on fire. How on earth? What, had, what the bleep happened to the Rockets? Oh, yeah. You let Steph Curry go for 33 after scoring zero in the first half? Mm. On your home floor? What? We'll talk about it with John McClain's bottom line. Brought to you by Coors Light on a No Chucks of Truth Tuesday.
the words of Judy Brown. Happiness is a choice. We're happy to spend some time with us. Hope you take a second to sign up to give the gift of life at DonateLifeTexas.org right now. Um, Hards, let's go to the hotline talk to our man. It's uh, it's a Numchucks of Truth Tuesday, a Texans Tuesday, our Texans and NFL insider. We love talking to our man John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. And John, before we get into all things NFL, my Houston Rockets, man. I mean, Steph Curry goes for zero in the first half, then 33 in the second half on the Rockets. Home floor, who do you blame? Well, I don't blame Mike D'Antoni. I blame players like James Arden, who scored a lot of points, but he had some crucial turnovers. He had a, an unnecessary offensive foul in which he definitely pushed off. Things that you you don't do when you're an MVP candidate and you're supposed to carry your team. Chris Paul bounced back. He'd been mediocre. Had a good game. The two of them outscored Curry and Thompson, but they didn't make the big plays at the end. And and Paul was on a roll when Harden came back in. Kind of seemed to discombobulate him. And um, it was a great regular season, but they're not measured by regular seasons. And a lot of people here are saying, well, if they were – ever going to beat the Warriors, this would have been the time to do it. Well, next year, everybody thinks Durant is gone. Clay Thompson, his contract's up, but the owner has made sure that he'll have him back with Curry. So they'll probably get a shot at him in next year's playoffs, but this one was so disheartening because they had a chance to do the Warriors what the Warriors did to them last year. Exact same situation. Rockets were up one. Paul went down with Amstring. Missed the last two. The Warriors won both. They could have done it to the Warriors without Durant. They didn't. And uh, um, the criticism has been a lot tougher nationally than it has been locally. It's been local, but not what I thought they would do when they when they blew such a great opportunity. Yeah, it was it was really disheartening because, like you said, they they had that moment where. Steph wasn't scoring, and KD wasn't even on the court. But, John, I'm going to switch gears with you before we get into football, and I want to talk about the Houston Astros, and I particularly want to talk about Corbin Martin from Texas A&M. He came up and made his major league debut on Mother's Day. Day, And I was fortunate enough, I went to spring training this year, got to see him there, and then here in Round Rock, I got to see him pitch a couple times. And I was sitting, sitting next to a scout, and I said, his fastball is so live, he can throw it every single pitch if he wants to. Talk about how special that was watching this kid play and the fact that his debut went as well as it did. First of all, Corbin Martin has been the second-best pitching prospect in their organization to Forrest Whitley, and everybody in baseball, I mean everybody, has Whitley as the top pitching prospect in baseball. And his ERA, the last time I looked, was in the tens. And yes. Morton, being an Aggie, he's from Houston. And to make his debut on Mother's Day with his mom, his grandma, his family, his friends, everybody there, nine strikeouts, five innings, 82 pitches. I didn't know why he took him out when he did, considering he had one guy on base, but he was on a roll. And then uh, 
I think it was Chris Davinsky came in and stunk it up and gave up <laughs> ahead and let his guy come in. But it was a tremendous story. The Astros had a great series. They averaged almost 10 runs a game in their three games against the Rangers. Then they had nine last, yesterday, last night, at Detroit. So they're on a roll. They've won six in a row. Pitching has been good. Bullpen has been really good. And um, the uh, only pitcher who's not pitched well, Colin McHugh, he was demoted to the bullpen, and Martin got called up. And it was a great story on a fun day for families, and uh, I was so happy for him and his, especially his mom and his grandmother. And when they were interviewed, the grandmother, I think, is 87, and she said, I'll be at every one of his own games as long as I'm around. <laughs> and the mom was great, but then she started getting teary-eyed when she talked about her son. And, and uh, now, of course, they just hope he can keep it up. One of the reasons they did not re-sign Dallas Keuchel who's still available, is because they had three really good minor league pitchers that they figured at least one, maybe two, would be up at some point this season. At least two would be up next season to join, to compete for the rotation. That would be Whitley and Martin. And then Lance McCullers, you know, he's supposed to make 100% recovery from Tommy John's surgery. Usually Tommy John's surgery is not a big deal anymore like it used to be. So they would have the young pitchers plus McCullough back. They re-signed Verlander. Garrett Cole, their second-best pitcher, they would like to re-sign him, but he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at 27. So he would probably get more on the open market than they would pay him, but it's good to have the young guys like Martin ready to go. Hey, nothing like playing the Detroit Tigers, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, all right, John, talking to John McClain, Houston Chronicle, our Texans and NFL insider. And all right, so uh, Charles Amenahu has signed a, a rookie deal. Is that right? Yep, he signed last week before the rookie minicamp. Came in and participated, and uh, now they come back. I mean, the rookies are still here, but the phase three of the off-season program begins Monday with the first of ten OTAs, organized team activities. And problem with those things, they don't wear pads. Nobody can hit each other. It's all basically mental. They get out there and run around, try to make sure they're in good shape, and they have walkthroughs and. And it's like I said last week, the best thing to watch are the quarterbacks throwing, the receivers catching, and that includes running backs and tight ends. And then everybody that's involved in coverage from safeties to corners to linebackers running and trying to cover. Those are the only things you can really see in an OTA. And then the last part is the middle of June. They have the three-day mandatory minicamp. And uh, I thought it was very interesting they made a big deal last week about a report that Le'Veon Bell assured the Jets he would be there for the mandatory minicamp. Well, to me, that's not news. What's big news is if he didn't come, but why would he not come? Because he just signed a new contract, but they haven't seen him more than a couple of times. And coaches can't complain when star players miss the offseason program because it is mandatory other than minicamp. But 
coaches love to have the guys there. And I, I'm disappointed in the new guys like Odell Beckham and Le'Veon Bell, guys that if it's a money issue, I understand it. But if it's you get paid a lot of money with your new team, to me you ought to be in there with your new teammates and not working out on your own. Um, John, real quickly, I know it's probably not much, but do we know what kind of a signing bonus Charles Amenahu got as a fifth-round pick? No, we ran it last week, and I don't remember what it is because they're all the same. And Deontay Foreman, is there a sense of what kind of shape and what kind of urgency he's got? I mean, it's kind of a make-or-break year for him, isn't it? It is make-or-break for Deontay Foreman, and I'll say this. Last year they were disappointed with his conditioning coming off of his Achilles surgery, but when they didn't draft a running back and they don't have a third one, then that told me that whatever he's done since he reported for the offseason program has impressed them because otherwise they would have drafted a back. Now, they've got a couple, they've signed a couple, but when you don't address it in the draft, then that tells me they believe he is back to where he was as a rookie when he was the number two back who was going to get some playing time. But I would have drafted somebody just because we haven't seen Foreman really on the field since he suffered the injury, scoring his second touchdown of a game against Arizona his rookie season. And last year he came in and he didn't do anything. Of course, it wasn't all his fault, his offensive line too, but they like where he is right now. Well, that's good to hear. I saw him during the spring game, and he looked really, really good when I was standing next to him. So maybe that's a positive thing. John, we want to talk about J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt obviously has got a lot going on this Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Off season, he spoke at Wisconsin's uh, graduation commencement ceremony, and he went kind of off the dome. He didn't even have anything written down. But have you seen J.J. Watt this offseason, and how's he looking? Oh, yeah. We've seen him. He's been here for the offseason program, and as he told us, the best thing is it's the first time Let's see, even after the 2015 offseason when he had his last Defensive Player of the Year award, he still had to have some surgery. It was down in his lower abdomen. Now, it didn't keep him out, but he had to rehab. Then he had to rehab the next offseason, his back. Then he had to rehab last offseason, broken leg. And now he doesn't have to rehab anything. And everybody uh, saw that he bounced back and had a great year. So there's not all these questions, is J.J. Watt ever going to be the same? There were a lot of questions last offseason about, well, what would it cost them if they cut him? How much would it cost them at dead money if they traded him? And and I'm like, people would burn down Energy Stadium if they did something like that, and they wouldn't. And then he bounced back. And so he is in a great place physically and mentally. He announced on Twitter yesterday that he and his brothers are going to host a game show in 2020 on TV, one of these 
reality-based game shows that has to do with physicality, I think. I didn't read the story. I just thought that was amazing. Here a year out, one of the networks, I think it's Fox, is going to have the three of them. That just shows his popularity because they're not doing it because of Derek, the fullback of the Chargers, <laughs> or TJ, the outside linebacker of the Steelers. They're doing it for J.J., of course, but he is in so much better of a place than he's been since the 2014 offseason. Uh, talking to John McClain, we'll come back with John, get into some more NFL questions. Sounds like uh, not only are we not going to see Robert Kraft inside a uh, massage parlor, sounds like the prosecutors can't even use this video, and that case is falling apart. We'll get into it with John McClain. We'll do it next right here on the bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, yeah, No Chucks of Truth Tuesday, bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. Let's go back to the hotline, talk to our Texans and NFL insider. We talked Texans, talked a little Rockets and Astros, too. Uh, but let's uh, let's let's get going on the NFL and John. It sounds like the the Robert Kraft case is falling apart. The uh, the judge in that case basically saying that the the uh, the video evidence obtained was excessive. That people who were getting legal massages were being videotaped naked. It was too overreaching, and it sounds like none of that evidence is going to end up being admissible. So a Luckily, we don't have to see Robert Kraft in in that massage parlor, uh, and B, the case against him may fall apart. Now, that doesn't mean that Roger Goodell can't still take some action against Robert Kraft. Do you think he will? Absolutely. And uh, he's had guys before that he's penalized who've been in trouble, even though no charges were filed. And Kraft has... has brought great shame on himself, and he admitted he did it. He came out and apologized publicly. And him, the charges will be dropped or something, and he will he has the best attorney's money can buy. And that's why I never thought anything was going to happen to him legally. And i tell you something that's reprehensible is when they brought out all the, the local law enforcement had that dog and pony news conference and said there's human trafficking there and it got people all up in arms locally and nationally and Kraft's name as long as these other people were mentioned with human trafficking and now it turns out there was none and it was an embarrassment and uh, other people have just blasted them but a lot of people don't even realize that so I'm sure it's going to be but I think Adele will suspend him because the Patriots are a multiple offender, because Goodell has said he holds, the higher up the food chain you are, the higher standard he holds. And so I'm guessing he's going to get suspended for at least six, maybe eight games for a while, I thought, for the season. But now I'm thinking because of the charges, probably nothing's going to happen to Kraft other than be embarrassed that he'll just get six to eight games. And when you get when an owner gets suspended, that means he cannot come to the facility. And Kraft just thrives as the owner's owner of the Patriots and all that that entails, and it would be devastating for him, but it'd be his own fault. Yeah, Zeke Elliott got suspended without uh, cause either. But I want to go to uh, Broncos with Joe Flacco, who – I don't understand why he even had to say this, although a lot of quarterbacks feel this way. It says, it is not my job to mentor rookie quarterback Drew Locke. Now, 
it's true that it's not, but if you want to get to the playoffs, you do need to make sure that you have some help. Did he even need to say that? And did he, and does he deserve the flack that he's getting from this? I, do, I haven't decided. Does If he feels that way, what's he doing behind the scenes? Uh, I can't imagine that Locke asked him for advice and he wouldn't give it to him. I'm not sure what all that entails. And Brett Favre didn't help Aaron Rodgers. I know here when Steve McNair was a rookie in 95 and in his second season in 96, which was the Oilers' last season in Houston, Chris Chandler, veteran, did not help him. And But politically, you say, I'll, I'll do everything I can to help him. You know, Alex Smith obviously helped Patrick Mahomes during that season in which he only started the last game, and it ended up costing him his job there. And Flacco knows that it could end up costing him his job. Now, there are people from Baltimore that say, you know, last year the same thing was said. And then when Lamar Jackson came in, he helped him go to the playoffs when Flacco got hurt. So it doesn't look good, but at least he's not trying to be politically correct. He says, my job is to come here and help the Broncos win football games, not to develop a rookie quarterback. That's the coach's responsibility. Uh, talking to John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, and we're talking some NFL. And, John, you look at, uh, you know, um, you look at the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks. Doug Baldwin, this was kind of a surprise, I think, um, that, you know, he's had injuries. It sounds like his, his career is over. Um the Seahawks, where and Cam Chancellor didn't even play last year because of the neck injury, uh, but both of those two look like their careers are are done. Where where do you see the Seahawks? Obviously, Russell Wilson gets the huge deal. Uh, last year, I picked them, I think, to be seven and nine, and I thought that Pete Carroll did the best coaching job he'd ever done, and it was not just because of Russell Wilson. Defense played better than I thought. They couldn't run the ball at all for a while. They made some changes. Then they ran the ball a lot. Russell Wilson had a great season. They incorporated new players. And I just thought uh, Carroll and general manager John Schneider, who brings in the players, did a tremendous job. And so I believe they will be right up there as playoff contenders again. And I think I don't see San Francisco bouncing back with Jimmy Garoppolo healthy. The reason is they still have a lot of holes, and uh, and I just L.A. of course is going to be the division favorite, but I think Seattle will compete for a wild card berth again and should as long as you got a quarterback that good and you got an operation that good, you should always be a playoff contender. And I'm not going to doubt them again based on what they did last season. We're talking to John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, and John. I want to go back to the Dallas Cowboys and the things that are happening and this contract obligation, or not obligation, but this contract opportunity for Dak Prescott. For a long time, I was against the move of paying Dak Prescott. But now you start looking at some of these other contracts of people that haven't have done had the success that he's had. You got to kind of pay this guy, and everyone wants to wait to pay him. But if he goes out and plays well, he might break the bank. Do you go ahead and try to make a move for him now? The longer you wait, the usually the more it costs you. And in Prescott's case, 
He did, the thing is, if you don't pay a guy, what's the alternative? You got to get somebody else, right? And you see how much trouble it is for teams to get quarterbacks. You can't just hope that one of the prospects for next year is going to be available to you. Like everybody said, Miami was tanking. How many times did we hear that? They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, which to me wasn't the best way to tank because he's capable of winning four or five games. They should have stuck with the nobodies they had. And then they trade for Josh Rosen. It's obvious they're not. They're not open. They're bad enough to get one of the top prospects next year. That is foolish. And in the Cowboys' case, they got to pay him, but I don't think he should be the highest paid. I don't think he should be top three or four because he hasn't been as consistently good as they have over time. But I think he's going to be somewhere in the $25 million a year range. There he is, John McClain, our Texans and NFL insider. John, always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds great, guys. Thank you very much, as always. There Appreciate he is, it. John McClain. Follow him on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Come back with the chip shots. Bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, yeah, my man, C. Breezy. You can find him at Chip Brown 247 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find him at Horns 247. And you can also find him at Great Hills. <laughs> but here he is for his commentary for the day, the chip shot. That laugh. <laughs> what about it? And your Tiger Woo. <laughs> That's what it's, it's all about. It's just fine though. if you wipe that out of your <laughs> vernacular. All right, uh, the chip shot today. Juwan Mitchell. Juwan Mitchell. So here's a couple things, Texas Longhorns fans. Juwan Mitchell, the 6'1", 235-pound inside linebacker who committed to Texas yesterday uh, from Butler Community College. He's uh, already qualified, full qualifier. He'll... You know, if he, as long as he signs and enrolls next month, he'll be eligible for the fall. So you get depth. At the very least, you get depth. At the very least, you get some insurance because when DeGabriel Floyd was diagnosed with spinal stenosis and ruled out for the 2019 season, there, there was a guy who was supposed to compete at middle linebacker with, and he wore number one. Right. He'd already picked out number one. This dude is a bad man. Shut your mouth. And I was so excited. We all were. I don't think we've seen a number one, well, since at linebacker since Keenan Robinson. And, you know, of course, we think of our man Storm and Norman Watkins, you know? What up, Norm? But when Gabriel Floyd was ruled out for the 2019 season, the depth at linebacker became an issue. Do you know how many second team reps went to? Luke Brockermeyer and right. <laughs> and no no offense no no but I mean and t- Texas is recruiting the hell out of his five star left tackle brother Tommy but he's a walk on he's a walk on right so and, there's a, there's a difference when that is involved right yeah now I don't think anyone should think that they just recruited Ray Lewis either I mean this is a kid who's he's a downhill player he's physical not great lateral quickness but Neither did Anthony Wheeler, and, you know, Wheeler did okay. Yep. And and you want depth. You want some insurance. Because Todd Orlando, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Todd Orlando is, is still at a point where he's not getting to play guys in their natural position because of a lack of depth. I think it's getting better. Right. But... It's not there yet at linebacker. You've got, you got depth on the defensive line. 
but you you need to go get my man. You know, Vernon, it's been brought in. It's already been brought in. It's already been brought in because you run a 3-4, you better have a nose tackle in every class, like right. a quarterback. And you got, you got DBs, although, you know, a corner, we talk about Jalen Green, we talk about Deshaun Jameson, we talk about Anthony Cook, but after that, not sure. Right. And, you know, Kobe Boyce has got to keep coming, and, and we'll see what Kenyatta Watson brings to the table. But, I mean, I think there's promise at linebacker with Marcus Tillman. I think they like him. He's a physical player. He's rangy. Right. And and he's fast. And that's that's what you need in this Todd Orlando defense. So, it's depth and insurance at a critical position of need. For Texas, they've got to get better at that linebacker position. They got to get more depth, and they need game changers. Right. And and so Joseph Osai, I think, is is an emerging star. I think Jeff McCullough is just a really smart, heady football player. He knows where to be. He may not blow you away with forty times or shuttle times, but he knows where to be and he makes plays. He's around the ball, and for that, you can't put a value on that. Right. Because, I mean, I think people looked at Joel Lanning when he moved from quarterback to middle linebacker at Iowa State and thought, what on earth is Matt Campbell doing? And then the guy averaged double-digit tackles. That's your guy. I mean, and football player. touchdowns. Score touchdowns. Yeah. So, that's that's a, a nice move, but don't look at it as, oh, this guy's going to be a Big 12 newcomer of the year. Right. I mean, look, he's been recruited by Rutgers in Minnesota. The decision came down to Arkansas and Texas, and it was a nice, it was a nice find. Right. It was a nice piece of recruiting by Texas, but and Jacoby Jones and Jacoby Jones, right? Look, yeah. you gotta you gotta rely on your connections. Right. You gotta rely on who you know. Sometimes, sometimes it's, hey, you remember any linebackers over there <laughs> at, at uh, Butler? Right. So. That was uh, that was a nice pickup, nice piece of recruiting, and I got to give it to Tom Herman and that staff. They've done a nice job of finding guys in the transfer game. I mean, even the very first year, they found a long snapper from Oklahoma State who they brought in as a grad transfer when they needed, or excuse me, a short snapper when they needed a short snapper. Right. Because they had just lost theirs. I mean, Herman pays attention to detail. Then he goes and finds it. He addresses it. Last year, Calvin Anderson, Trey Watson, and the grad transfer market, both those guys had huge impact. Trey Watson was the leading rusher. Calvin Anderson started every game at left tackle. And and now we'll see. Well, Look, it's a huge opportunity for Juwan Mitchell. I mean, if he comes in with his head right and his, and his head down – and learning this defense around the clock, that it's not inconceivable you, that that he's. I mean, he could be on the field in week one. Yeah, but you 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 brought up a very good point about even in a rotation coming in with your mind right. I think knowing that you have this opportunity creates that mind. There's times that you're coming in and you're looking in front of you and you're like, I don't care how hard I compete, I'm not going to get this opportunity to play because. You got this guy, you got this guy, you got this guy. Well, now you're coming in and you're seeing that there's 
void at this linebacker position, and you became a prize recruit. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to have that cachet to where, I mean, Rutgers, Minnesota, no offense. Utah, no offense. And now you're coming to the University of Texas. And I know people are like, oh, it ain't that big. It is a huge deal. It is a huge deal to be recruited by a school like this. If you just strictly go off a of history of this school, it is a big right. deal. Right. I mean, because comparing them to those. Wait a minute. I get my best path to playing time is at Texas, and I'm. I'm at Texas? Right. Well, here's here's the thing that Tom Herman can sell in recruiting. Right. Look, our transfers have gotten on the field. Our transfers have gotten on the field. Gary Johnson. Right. Juco transfer ends up being the leading tackler. You know, the grad transfers last year. Right. Trey Watson, Calvin Anderson. So, Tom Herman doing a good job of managing the, the scholarship numbers, leaving room for an insurance policy like this one. All right, we'll come back, give you a couple nuggets, send you off to Dan Patrick. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, get to the podcast page at am1300thezone.com and check out our Between Shows podcast, Two More Cents. You'll love it. It's Bottom Line brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, yeah, baby. Tonight's the night. I mean, when was the last time you were excited to find out where the ping pong balls are going to fall and who's going to pick where in the NBA draft. Well, I think a lot of people, the last time it was that important was the LeBron James one. Oh, three. When Cleveland was trying to get LeBron. And it fell into the perfect hands, which is why I think it, when you brought up the Lakers being that low of a percentage to get it. Two percent. Right. How is that? And if they were to grab that, oh, my God, the NBA would go nuts. It'd be yeah, awesome. No. If, if one of these <laughs> low percentage teams like Sacramento, the 76ers, <laughs> oh no, get the number 1 pick. They have a 1% chance by the way. Mm. So, the Mavericks have a 6% chance. And if the if the Mavericks do not have a top 5 pick, they got to trade that pick right to the Atlanta Hawks to complete the Luka Doncic trade. So, in hindsight, The point guard out of OU, your uh, Trey. Um, Trey uh, Young. Trey Young. Yep. Uh, Del- Delvin Young's. Well, no, no. No, no, no. Rayford. 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 Young. My man. Texas yeah. Tech. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Rayford Young. Sorry, Tech fans. Yeah. Rayford. Delvin Young's a baseball player. Uh, like baby, baby face Rayford. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Still got a baby. In hindsight, face. did the Hawks. Well, depending on what happens with this pick. Right. The Hawks may have crushed it in that trade. I mean, Mavericks fans are happy. Don't get me wrong. Right. They love Luka. Luka's a beast. They see him as the next Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Dirk. By the way, have we found out yet how big that statue of Dirk's going to be in (laughs) Victory Plaza from Mark Cuban? (laughs) It's going to be large. He promised him the biggest, baddest statue ever made for a sports figure. Right. All right, so. Hope it looks better than Ronaldo's. Oh, <laughs> I was like Ronaldo after he was a drug lord going in for plastic surgery, for identity altering plastic surgery, face off. Uh, yeah, yeah, face off. <laughs> All right, so we got that tonight. Ping pong balls tonight. We got 
Warriors, Blazers. I'm down. I'm down for this. This is an exciting series for me. The two best backcourts in basketball, all mid-major players in the backcourt. And the best time to steal is game one. Right. But CJ McCollum is red hot. Give me the Blazers. Going the other way, 17-1. and The Warriors are in game ones. So you're going 17-2? and 17-2. The Warriors are 27-1 and the last 28 games with Curry and without Durant. Huh? Say again? But guess what? Okay, who am I kidding? <laughs> hey, I just love CJ McCollum. I want him to tear it up. I want him to become. Don't get enamored. The next superstar. Don't get enamored. He is silky smooth, and I like the way he play. But did, did you hear? He was a killer. Did you hear what Kevin Durant? He was a killer. Told him. Did you, you know you guys aren't going to win a championship? Bro, we have the, the team. <laughs> Look at that laugh. That was last Anything summer. Anything possible. We can't win a championship, bro. I mean, let's be honest. Bro, we can't win a championship. Anything is possible. I just need look. I need more. I mean, I like y'all. I like the two. I like y'all too. Y'all need more. He's trying style. to tell you. But need I mean, more. Come on. He was he's, mad because Boogie Cousins went there. Right. Right. Now they're back on the right, same. Right. Because he's that field. guy. Right. He's that guy that they don't have. Right. Like the Warriors have Draymond Green, who makes great decisions out of the double team or the pick and roll. And he plays he hard. Finds the open guy. He's unselfish. He plays hard. Do you consider Draymond a superstar? He's a star. Right. He's not a superstar. He can't take over a game. How big is Draymond? Like six what? Right, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but he can make it happen. He's a good player on a he's a good two or three. Right, right. He's not gonna take over the team right. and be that guy. Right. But that's who Portland doesn't have, in my opinion. Right. When they lost Nurkic, they lost that really heady player out of the double team. The guy who finds the open man. Nurkic was a, a good passer. He knew when to Hold them when to fold them. If you if you had to pick the backcourt, let's just we're gonna go down this lineup. Okay, so you pick the backcourt. You want Steph and Clay, or do you want Lillard? And I want McCullough? Steph and Clay because they've been there. Okay, now go to the, the the center position. Bogut now will play in this game against Enos Cantor. They x each other out right there. Yeah, that's. And then you got Draymond Green. I'm more worried about Kevon Looney. And that's and then you got the bench, and then everything starts happening. So if you look at them apples to apples, I mean, on paper, Portland has the better bench, right? And they they need to come up big. But Sean Livingston popped up. He had eleven points. Looney had fourteen. They played big. They played like a champion, right? And the Rockets played like scared money, right? That's brutal. So now you coming back? Now see, here's the one thing that I. I'm worried about as a as a pulling for the Warriors series guy. Lillard's coming back to Oakland. That's where he's from. Right. He's back in the bay. That's what I'm saying. Tonight's the night. Yeah. If, if you're the Blazers, tonight's the night. You got, you know, Lillard all fired up to be back at home. You got CJ McCollum playing like a superstar. And yeah, the joking conversation where Durant's sounds like he's eating pizza or something. <laughs> Come Just on, man. laughing. Come on, man. You ain't got to do this. But tonight's the night. I mean, yeah. if you're the Blazers, you gotta, you're you going to steal. You better ambush them in, in game one. So here's the other thing, too. Now, this I will take. My cousin told me that the line opened at eight, and now it's down to seven and a half. I think that's too much. I think that's, that's oh, a I, lot of points. I would take the Blazers. Right. That's seven and a half. Plus that's a seven lot. seven and a half. Right. Without KD. 
For sure. Right. So over or, under 20 and a half, 220 and a half. So 220. Come on. All right. All right. And we got that. We got Texas baseball tonight. Texas taking on Incarnate Word at the dish. And you brought up the fact that Incarnate Word already beat Texas this year. In what San Antonio? Texas team is going to show yeah, up What tonight? Texas lineup? Remember the lineup yep. for that rained out Texas State game? Yeah, we had, we had like Ryan Reynolds at shortstop <laughs> right. and Sam Bertelson at third. Right. Are we going to get that lineup tonight? I kind of hope we do so we can see what it looks like. Yeah. If these guys can field and throw it across the infield, that'll be great. All right. We'll uh, we'll have it all for you tomorrow. And the PGA Championship, we're uh, closing in on that. Tiger Woods, can he do it? It's supposed to be cold and wet. Beth Page Black is enormously long and uphill both ways. And Yeah. Brutal test Brutal. of golf. Salty. You're the best. John McClain. Uh, thank you to John McClain. Check out the podcast. Check it out at am1300thezone.com. Check out our Two More Cents Between Shows podcast. Um, Harge, let's do it again tomorrow. And in the immortal words of our brother from another mother, Sean Adams. The dream is free. The hustle sold separately. Go to work and go get checked. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.